Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 48 of our podcast that was originally recorded on November 3rd of 2014. I started off with What I'm Leeching Now, jumped into some news stories where I started talking about Plague Inc. and the sales increase it has due to the Ebola scare. Drive cover for the PS Plus is still on hold. The PS4 2.0 firmware is kind of glitchy, and then Prey 2 was officially cancelled this week. You can also play 900 classic arcade games in your browser right now. Just listen to the podcast and you'll learn how. I talked about what I'm playing now for the week, Lords of Zidit, Splendor, and then I also talked about Dice Masters, Uncanny X-Men extensively. I then talked about what I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, I am the host of the show, and we will be talking news about video games and board games, and what I played for the week. So let's jump into some things. Where can we be found on the internet? You can send us emails at whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G. We do have a Facebook page. I've actually been posting a few things recently the past week um, to the Facebook page. I've been using Hootsuite to actually hit um, Twitter and Facebook pretty much all at the same time. So if you do follow us on Facebook, look for what I'm playing now, and you'll see some of the stuff I posted in the past week. We also have a Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course... Our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Do not forget to follow us there. Um, I didn't really get a chance to do a Saturday stream like I normally do. We did do our way back Wednesday last week. We played some Diablo 2. Saturday I wasn't feeling too hot. After I played Dice Masters for pretty much the whole day. So I kind of just came home and crashed. And The tournament, the first round, didn't have a timer set to it. And some of the games lasted little bit longer than people were really hoping they would so um we'll get on to that and later on in the show when we talk when we're actually talking about what i'm playing now but um that was kind of the reason why i didn't have a saturday show but let's jump into what i'm leeching now and let's see what you can get free or discounted this week and most of this stuff is going to be video game related and the first one is going to be xbox live gold members are going to get a couple of free games this month and if you have an if you have an Xbox One, you will be getting Volgar the Viking, and that will be free from November 1st to the 30th, unless that's just going to be for UK and North America. Customers in Australia, Brazil, Germany, Japan, Korea, North, Z- North, New Zealand, Russia, and Taiwan will instead receive the Xbox One launch title Power Star Golf. If you have a 360, you will get Viva Pinata, Trouble in Paradise, and also Red Faction Guerrilla. Viva Pinata was a great game. I remember playing that on my 360 years ago. I uh, really enjoyed that game. My wife really, my wife really liked that game too. I don't know if I ever played the Trouble in Paradise. If I did, I maybe rented it for just a short amount of time, probably from GameFly. Um, but I can't really remember that. That was probably so many years ago. EA is giving a free car, a free game. They are doing their um, promotion for from Origin. They are giving away Crusader No Remorse. It is only a $5 game. It is from 1995. The graphics kind of look like it as well. But if you do have Origin and you're looking for something free to play, don't forget about their on-the-house promotion from Origin, and you can get that game free. Grab it today because unlike, I think, unlike Sony and Microsoft where they kind of put a date as to when the game is going to get pulled, I don't know if I have actually seen the time frame that EA has really put on their on-the-house promotions or how long or when they're changing them. But um, you can get this one free for now, so don't pass it up. It's a free game. 
And then let's talk about Sony. They're talking about their free games for November, which actually come out tomorrow. So if you have a PlayStation 4, you will be getting The Binding of Isaac Rebirth and SteamWorld Dig. I, I'm extremely surprised that The Binding of Isaac Rebirth is going to be the free game for the month. I wanted to buy this one, actually. I was probably going to pick it up from Steam, considering I'm going to get to play it on the PS4 now. I will probably be streaming that shortly. Well... Maybe not real soon. Uh, I've, I'm having to send both of my controllers in to actually have them repaired because the rubber that is on the controllers, uh, I have both of my both of my controllers are from launch launch time, and they are kind of just falling apart right now. So since it's right before the one year warranty is up, I wanted to get those sent in. So I will probably be sending those in this week. I don't know if I'll get a chance to actually do any. Binding of Isaac Rebirth before I send those in, but if I don't, when I get them back, that will probably be one of the first things that I do start to play. If you have a PlayStation 3, you will be able to get Frozen Synapse Prime, as well as Lufstroffers. And then if you have a Vita, you'll be able to get the Hungry Horde and Escape Plan. So, no matter what system you have, you have a Microsoft console, a PlayStation, Sony console, or if you have a PC... There is something free for you to play this week. Alright, let's jump into some news stories now. One of the first news stories is going to be a story I found on GameSpot, and this one kind of just made me chuckle. The Ebola scare has led to a spike in downloads for the virus-focused game Plague, Inc. I remember playing Plague, Inc. a couple of months ago, I think before all of the Ebola talk had actually started. It might, actually, might have actually been a couple of months, more than a couple of months ago, because I believe I actually talked about it in the podcast here and how much I actually was really enjoying the game. And it was, the funny thing about this news story is, probably about the week I think we started hearing about Ebola coming over to the U.S., I looked at the the girl who sits next to me at work, and I, I kind of just looked at her and I go, remember that game I was playing, Plague Inc., and she just kind of shook her head and was like, I can't believe you actually went there. And it actually seems like it has had an uptick in downloads for, for the developer. Um, they're saying that it has gone to basically a 50% increase in the last two weeks due to the world's interest in the deadly virus Ebola. Um, the developers saying that they really don't, that they're really not going to put Ebola into the game in any sort of way as far as being probably like a side game or anything or an add-on. But I really liked what the developer you know, had mentioned in that they kind of just want to bring more awareness to people and they actually want to work with maybe some fundraising or, or you know raising some sort of awareness and i think that's spectacular that the developer is actually interested in doing that if you haven't seen this game you can check it out on ios android or if you want to pick it up on steam early access you can get it there it's currently 15 bucks i believe i'm surprised they actually haven't basically thrown the game on sale on steam to maybe try to see if they can kick up a little more business from steam but um, i believe that the early access one on steam does come with all of the expansions that you can purchase through through the iOS or Android stores because there are a lot of I guess you could call them expansions and add-ons for the game. Cool game though if you haven't checked it out definitely check it out. Our next story is from Polygon and that's the Dying Light dev drops the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of the game. The developer is Techland and they are just going to concentrate on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One which I really commend them for. I'm sure that the developer was probably looking at the install base of the last generation consoles being the PS3 and the 360, thinking that maybe they can probably make a little bit more, you know, a few more bucks and a few more coin um, by releasing games on those consoles. But they actually just came to realize that after a lot of playtesting, the game just would not play too well on those systems. They'd have to cut a lot of things out and they 
it basically just sounds like they're going for the best experience for everybody so they're sticking with the current current gen systems as well as the pc which i really commend them for it'll be interesting to see there's some other games probably similar to this middle or shadow of mordor a game that i've talked about extensively on the podcast how how great it is is actually coming out on the ps3 and 360 but they're having to actually cut out the robust nemesis system that's on the ps4 xbox one and pc and i'm not really too sure besides that game the game does have great combat but cutting out that nemesis system i'm really interested to see how it's actually going to affect gameplay and whether it's going to really detract from the game so i think it's really good that techland actually decided to pull the last gen versions of the game concentrate on current gen and just give a great product to everybody to play and this is a game that i've been talking about actually for a while i think probably since i saw it not this year at e3 but i think last year at e3 i I really can't wait to get my hand my hands on this game and give it a shot so i'll definitely be picking this up on the ps4 when it does come out jump over to some sony news from gamespot drive club for ps plus is on hold they are still having tons of problems especially after the ps4's latest system software update of 2.0 was released last week i actually downloaded that a couple of days ago I haven't experienced any issues, but I also haven't tried to put my console into the now renamed kind of sleep mode or whatever it's currently called. But it, it Drive Club, I'm not even too sure whether Drive Club is going to be coming out for PlayStation Plus members. It's they, they basically came out at first and said it was buggy netcode. Then now if you go to their Facebook page, they're basically saying it was a capacity problem. They have more servers hitting, uh, you know, basically the network and they're trying to get everything stable. But... This game has now been out for, I believe, around three weeks, possibly going on four now, and it sounds like the people who have purchased it are still not having as smooth a gameplay as they should be at this time. So hopefully the developer can get things straightened around here. I would really like to try Drive Club. I was really looking forward to a good racing game on the PS4, or at least a racing game on the PS4, um, besides the title that was released at launch. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. And then our next news story was from Polygon, and it's actually talking about a few of the of the issues that we're having with the 2.0 firmware, one being the rest mode, others being uploading to YouTube, I guess, and people were having issues with that. I didn't try, like I said, I didn't try putting it into the rest mode, nor did I try uploading anything to YouTube. I really haven't been playing the PS4 too much lately. I did play a, a few things on there this week, but I once I kind of finished um, Shadow of Mordor, I haven't really been in front of the console for 48 hours, four or eight, you know, four to eight hours at a time like I was while I was playing Shadow of Mordor. But hopefully Sony can actually get the 2.0 firmware updated, and I'm sure we're probably going to be seeing a 201 or a 2.1 here very soon. All right, our next story is from Polygon, and that's about Prey 2, the sequel to Human Head Studios. 2006 first-person shooter has been canceled. Um, Bethesda was actually the developer that was currently working on this. This game's been in development for quite a while. It has bounced around between a few studios, and it just hasn't gotten to the point where everybody felt it was worth something that would be playing, so they're actually pulling the plug on this one. That's a shame to hear after it being in development for several years. I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who are sad about that one. I remember playing the original Prey on my PS2 
three, I believe it was. No, that was on my 360. I played, I played Prey, I played the original, played the original Prey on my 360. Um, that was, I think that was even before I had my PS3, and I really liked Prey. Um, I don't, remember, I didn't finish the game, but I did play it for quite a bit, and I thought the game was actually pretty cool. Then we have another game that's making a comeback, or hopefully going to try Shadow of Eternals, um, from Dennis Dyack's new multimedia company. The name of the company is Quantum Entanglement Entertainment. I guess there are three um, people who have gotten together and they are going to try to make a studio that is basically joint video game, TV, and film all under one umbrella since they feel like there's a culmination of all three of those things coming together here and they're going to try to go at this again even though Shadow of the Eternals had several failed um, Kickstarters and, and crowdfunding pieces that they tried actually last year I think it was haven't heard much from them this year in 2014 but um, hopefully we can see this game Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem is a game that I've actually talked about with several people a couple people recently it's a game I have not played it was one of the games I wanted to get and actually play on my Wii and that's still something I'm really interested in doing and I'm I may just try to pick up uh, a controller for the Wii and a Nintendo 64 controller or a GameCube controller, I mean, because that was out of the GameCube. Pick up a GameCube controller for the Wii and and actually pick up Eternal Darkness and actually give it a shot. Uh, I've, I've, I know it's a great game, and I've been told by people it's something I need to sit down and play, and I just need to actually get my hands on all that stuff and just, and just give it a shot and go for it. But hopefully we can actually see Shadow of the Eternals. From what I had seen of it before, it looked like a pretty cool game. Hopefully they can kind of pull something out here and get this game under development since it's actually been talked about for a couple of years now. But our next story from Polygon is something that if you're actually maybe looking to play some throwback games, right now you can go back and play 900 classic arcade games in your web browser right now. There was the there were there was a gentleman named Jason Scott who worked on the JS Mess or JavaScript JavaScript Mess. It was an emulation project, and they basically ported over a ton of arcade games, and the result is what they're calling basically the Internet Arcade, which is on archive.org, which you can basically find on the Polygon article. And I actually checked out a couple of the games earlier. Some of them appear to be working all right. Sometimes the audio is a little janky or, or you know, something like that. you got to sit or try to figure out what how the controls are on the keyboard. Or if you have a controller, you can try to use a controller with some of the games, which I was able to do. Um, but there are a ton, a ton of arcade classic games on there. And I'm going to have a lot of fun actually going through there. I think once I'm done with Diablo 2, I think it'd be kind of cool to go back through and just do an old classic arcade night and just try a bunch of these games one day and just do a stream for Twitch, and that may be what I do some Wednesday once I'm done with Diablo 2. All right, and our last story, I thought this one was kind of cool. Dice Tower News had sent out um, some, they, they sent out emails daily, I think it is, with different news for board games and everything, and they'll also include Kickstarter games that are new to Kickstarter or, or are on Kickstarter. One of the games they talked about was a game called Bring Out Your Dead, I saw the title and instantly thought of Monty Python and was just like, okay, I need to kind of see what this is. Just check this out. And the game actually does look pretty cool. I'll, I'll have the links to the Kickstarter on my page. I'm actually thinking about backing this one after watching the video of some of the play that I've seen in the game. It's just something I wanted to throw out there and just say, check it out and see if it's something that, you know, anybody out there would be interested in. I thought it looked like a pretty cool board game, so I'm hoping some people out there do as well. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the news. So we're going to hit 
into the what I'm playing now part of the show. So on board game night this past week, I actually played Lords of Zidit once again, which I actually wasn't planning on playing, but it just so happened to be about come about that um, a lot of people that were there hadn't played the game last week when we had brought it out for the first time. So we had several new players. A couple of us had played the previous week. Uh, so, so, you know, five of us sat down, started playing again, and had just as much fun playing this game as we did last week. Um, I won't go into too, too much details on the game since I talked about it pretty much extensively last week. And I don't want to kind of repeat everything that I said, but if you do want to hear what my thoughts were on Lord of Zidit, check out episode 47. I talked about it for quite a bit. I would definitely give this game a what I want to play now is if I was doing any sort of rating. And it's, it's a game that you will have a lot of fun with. The other game that we played on Thursday night board game night was Splendor. Splendor is a card game. I think I had talked about this game a couple of months ago, and it's one that I haven't had a chance to revisit. It's one that I've actually thought about picking up and just haven't picked it up yet. It's a it's a game that's on the much lighter side than Lords of Zidit. They are basically on two different, two complete different ends of the spectrum. Um, Lords of Zidit is, I would say, probably um, a little heavier of a game. Probably not as probably not as difficult to pick up on as as some of the other, um, you know, Euro board games that are out there. But Lords of Zidit was, you know, does have some does have some heft to it and some strategy and thinking to it. Splendor is a much easier game. It could be probably played um, by a much younger crowd, and you'll be able to pick it up within a couple of minutes. Whereas Lords Lords of Zidit actually does have quite a bit more strategy and and thinking and background to it. It's it's going to take a little bit more to get into that game. But Splendor's a really cool little card game. You're basically trying to get to 15. Um, act 15 points in the game, which various cards will have a score of like one, two, four, or five. They'll you know they'll have various numbers on them that you know for scoring. And it's basically the first person to 15 wins the game. And we had a really good time playing it. I think I was the only person that had played it once before. The other three people that I played it with were new to the game. Luckily, somebody else was there to be able to explain it because even though I had played it once before, it's been several months since I've actually played the game, and I couldn't remember all of the really all the all the intricate rules well not even that intricate but all the rules to the game so i had to have somebody else explain it to everybody and once we get once we got a couple of rounds you know around the table everybody felt comfortable and everybody had a really good time playing that one so i i did mention that i did play a few things on my playstation 4 this week one of the things that i had put some time into was the pinball game for south park and i was playing the butters table so when i had downloaded the south park tables a couple weeks ago you get two tables you get a south park table then you actually get a a basically butters themed table and for some reason i just loaded up the butters table and kind of just sat there and was just playing it for a little bit and before i knew it i was actually starting to figure out where I wanted to go, what ramps I needed to hit at what times, what a lot of the kind of like unlocking things were. I actually got a couple of trophies that I had unlocked for finishing different parts of the table. And I sat there and played this for quite a while. And it, I kind of just got sucked into it and was just having a blast playing this table. If you haven't picked up the the South Park tables yet for um, Zen Pinball 2, I believe it is, on the PS4, definitely check them out if you're a South Park fan. It's something you won't be disappointed in. Like I had mentioned, I think with the South Park table, I noticed more frame rate issues I, than I did with the Butters table. I think the Butters table was actually quite a bit smoother from what I had noticed. 
um, than the South Park table. I think the South Park table actually just has way more going on with it than the Butters table did, but Butters was still, there's still a lot you can do with it, and it, well, I was just having a great time with it. All right, so now we're kind of going to get into, I guess you could say, my main story of the evening, and that is Dice Masters Uncanny X-Men was released last week. So after playing Diablo 2 for probably about an hour and a half or so last week, on Wednesday, I stopped Diablo 2, and I switched over to opening up um, one of my gravity feeds that I had that I had purchased um, for Uncanny X-Men for Dice Masters. And I had already opened up one case... Uh, before starting the stream and my, I will say my first case was probably the best case I've opened up probably out of all of the Gravity feeds between Avengers vs. X-Men or Uncanny X-Men that I've opened up so far the first gravity feed I believe had 15 rares in it. It had two super rares. I had gotten Iron Man and Spider-Man Which I was pretty happy with so I was hoping to at least get one more super rare out of the second gravity feed that I was going to open up on the stream, so I thought that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. So I actually wasn't going to open the whole box of 90 packs, but I actually sat there and was going through them very quickly, so I kind of just, you know, knocked out the all 90 packs that come in the gravity feed. But I will say that I, I'm really disappointed with the distribution of the cards between a case. So there are two gravity feeds that come in a case. And the store owner basically said, you know, he gave me a case. He gave me two gravity feeds. And out of that second gravity feed that I opened up on the air, I believe I got 16 rares. So I had gotten one more rare than the first one. And then one super rare. And the super rare I got was a Spider-Man. And that was really upsetting. Because not only did I have between the between the two the two gravity feeds, I believe I had about 10 duplicate rares. But having a duplicate super rare, I didn't think that was something that would ever happen. So I do have an extra Spider-Man I will be trying to trade off. Um, hopefully I could find somebody down at my friendly local game store to trade me a Spider, trade off my Spider-Man for something else. If not, maybe I'll have to go on Board Game Geek and see if I can try to find somebody to trade on there. But um, I was I was I was really just disappointed with the distribution of cards. I was I was expecting to maybe end up after end end up with just having to purchase or trade for maybe three to five rares. I believe I need about seven or eight right now is, is what I counted. And even after playing a couple of rainbow drafts, my rainbow drafts, I haven't been lucky in the rares I'm getting. I'm getting the same damn rares I already have. And I've played two um, rainbow drafts already this past week. And I, I, I have probably I'm up to maybe 13 or 14 duplicate rares now after playing in the the rainbow drafts, but um, I'm just really disappointed that that the super rare that I actually have to try to trade for one, uh, and I really actually just did three different ones out of a case. I'm not really too sure how that happened. I have no idea how their distribution works, that there could be another Spider-Man in a case that's boxed up with another one. It's That kind of just blows my mind. I will say one thing about the gravity feed design, though. I think by them changing the style of the box to where it's not a taller style box it's more of a shorter and squarer style box that's a lot larger in size the cards don't seem to be as bent as they were in avengers versus x-men the the first set of cards you really had to basically put your cards put something on top of the cards to kind of flatten them out or put them in in a case so they were packed nice and tight 
um, in like a little car plastic card case or something to where they were pushed up against each other and let them sit for a couple of days so they kind of flattened out because the cards out of Avengers vs. X-Men just were really horrible coming out of out of the gravity feed when you open them up, up out of a pack. Whatever they did by resizing this box, it has made such a difference in the cards. I don't think I really noticed more than a couple of cards that maybe looked like they had a little bit of wave you know wave look to them unlike the first set where basically every card was kind of wavy and didn't sit flat these cards pretty much look like how cards should be when you open them up out of a pack so i was really excited about that that was really nice to see the other thing i noticed was a lot of the dice look to be a, a little more consistent color wise i do have three dice that were pretty bad and i think i had tweeted out about these sent a tweet out um on twitter last week was i was opening up some of the packs um i have a wolverine that's actually chipped in the corner i'm not even really too sure i could actually play the die since it's missing a chunk out of the one corner because i don't think it would actually roll properly uh, i have a mr sinister card that looks like claws had freddy krueger had gotten a hold of it because it just has scratches all over the top of the numbers and then i have an emma frost card i believe it is or not a card but a die it looks like on one of the emma frost die i noticed there's like a little bubble in the middle of the die on one of my die it looks like the bubble kind of came up to the top so there's a big indent in it and um i believe that dial roll but I'm not really too sure with that big indent if that would if that's actually going to cause any issues with the roll either. So I kind of just have, since I got the two gravity feeds, I have plenty of dice to use instead of those. So I kind of do have those set off to the side so I don't have to use them. Um, but it's, I, I think the dyes do have, the, the colors are much more consistent. The paint on them, the inking on the die, the dyes are much better than they were in the first set. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll still probably find a few dice here and there that are, that are messed up, but I think overall the product is just, um, you can tell this is kind of like, I don't want to say it's a 2.0 product, but you can tell that this is actually the second set because that first set did have some things that, you know, to be desired. We'll all, you know, I think we can pretty much all say that, um, pretty much so far I'm really enjoying, um, the set and playing with them. I've noticed that down at my local game store, there are a lot of people that have returned to the game that I haven't seen. I actually don't think I started playing until about month four of organized play. Um, maybe the end of month three is when I maybe started. Month, maybe the, end, the end of month three, beginning of month four possibly. Uh, but I've been playing pretty much any chance that I get to go down there. Um, Tuesdays we normally have a day and then on Saturdays, um, maybe every other Saturday or on certain Saturdays we're doing organized play as well. We're doing, doing rainbow drafts. But there's a lot of people that came down to the rainbow draft on Saturday that I hadn't even seen before. I guess that had played quite a bit before I had actually started. And I guess they had kind of just, I don't want to say gotten bored with the game, but we're just kind of waiting for something new. So they had basically stopped playing. Um, but now that Uncanny is out, there was... We had, we had a pretty good turnout for our organized play uh, this past Saturday, and it was a really fun time. A lot of us are still learning the cards. I'm Every time I sit down to play, I'm still reading a lot of the things. I'm still trying to figure out some of the good combinations. I believe out of the, the two gravity feeds and the one starter set that I've opened up so far, I think the lowest amount of dice I have for any characters is five and i have five dice for angel iceman and magneto other than that every other dice i think i have probably six and above and most of them are 
way above, especially since I had opened two gravity feeds. I did pick up a second starter. I'm not really too sure if I'm going to open that up or not yet. I guess it kind of all depends on if either of us are ever going to play Angel, Iceman, or Magneto at the same time to where maybe each of us wants to play three dice. I could then probably have the extra die in that second starter, but for right now I'm just going to leave that second starter kind of sealed. When I had placed my pre-order for the game, I kind of really didn't keep consider that there were going to be an extra, you know, 30... 30 packs per gravity feed and since I got the two gravity feeds it was basically like extra 60 packs um, over you know a gravity feed you know from what I purchased from Avengers vs X-Men and I I think that's the reason why I was able to pretty much out of one starter and the two gravity feeds have just about as many dice as I had for most of the Avengers vs X-Men set for a majority of the cards but I have the second starter here just in case I need it um, but like I said I'm probably not going to open that up for right now um, some of the cards that I think that I've noticed that people are playing and that I thought were kind of cool so far, um, Vision, Destiny Control, he's a very good blocker. Vision is kind of like a wall, and the nice thing is with Destiny Control is when he blocks, you can spin him up a level, which is, which is pretty cool. He can get very strong very quick. Um, Pyro is a card that I've drafted twice now, and he is just really fun to play with. I was using the St. John Allardyce card, and it's just nice to when he when he when he's blocked, he basically does a point of damage to your opponent, and it's just kind of fun to just have opponents to block him with. You know, if you get a couple of pyros out there, even if they're KO'd or something, they're still doing a couple of points of damage to where you're kind of just slowly whittling your opponent's you know health down. Another card that I thought was kind of cool: Psylocke Betsy Braddock. And this is a card that was used against me over the weekend. And you can pretty much use her for field control. I think she works really good with Vision since Vision's kind of like that wall. If you can get Psylocke out there as well. When she's fielded, you move one opposing character with cost two or less, including sidekicks, to the use pile. Um, that's really, really cool. Now, we did have some questions on cost whether that is total fielding cost whether that is purchase cost and while I was while we were sitting there I was reading the forums from board game geek real quick and somebody had actually posted this question and somebody came up with a really good answer they were saying on page two of the instruction manual uh, for uncanny x-men they actually talk about what cost is and they basically detail cost as being the purchase cost of the card which is in the upper left hand corner so that is the cost I think there's a couple other cards that do talk about the total fielding cost but if you ever just see cost on a card you should just go with the purchase cost is what it seems like and that's how we're going to play with it going forward um, magic is a really cool card Ilyana Resputana Rasputina, um, when magic's knocked out, you can re-roll her die. If you roll a character face, you can return magic to the field. She also has a very high defense, just like Vision does. So if you want to basically kind of just play with a nice wall of characters, you can probably do Vision, Magic, have Psylocke kind of doing some crowd control um, by knocking out some of the sidekicks or some other lower-cost characters. There's a lot that you can do with some of these cards. Namor the Submariner was one that I think several of us used during the drafts whenever you're whenever we were able to. He is a five cost card, but when you can get him out, if you can field him, if you have two characters fielded, Namor cannot be blocked. And one of my opponents 
beat me the other day just by doing that. He would he had a he had a couple of characters out, and I couldn't get rid of those um, characters he had on the field. And when he would roll Namor, and it would just be a free instant attack for him. And it was I just had nothing out of the draft that I had drafted to be able to control anything like that. So that was really crazy. And of course. I couldn't end the conversation about this game if I didn't mention Professor X and his global that's on two of the cards where you can move up to two sidekick dice from your used pile to your prep area for a mask, I believe it is. And I was actually playing with Storm and I was playing with a new two-cost Storm and against several of the of my opponents, I would just roll Storm and just hold one of her back with two masks and moved four dice to my prep and was rolling like eight dice a turn and this card was a lot of fun to play with uh the opponents can use it as well so you really have to make sure that you can handle somebody else rolling as many dice as you are probably going to roll and if you can't don't play with the card um but it's a it's a it's a pretty damn powerful card and it's a really really interesting global to use it's going to bring a lot of new i think strategies i think to the game so those are just some of the cards that i saw kind of in the couple of games that i had played that i thought were used in pretty cool ways we've had a lot of fun so far playing in the rainbow drafts i think tomorrow we're just going to do a normal game where you can we might do what what we're going to refer to as a mini draft where we're going to bring four cards and then uh, maybe draft four cards to add on top of those for the eight um, but it'll be interesting. I'm not really too sure what how we're going to play tomorrow. Um, but tomorrow night is going to be another organized play night down at my local game store. So we're going to give that a shot and see see what we can do there. I think I'm actually close to getting a Phoenix Force card, which is one of the last cards I need from the original set to finish off my complete collection. Um, I think I'm one of the next ones on the list as far as scoring goes in my store to be able to get one. So I'm kind of stoked about that one. Um, I do have all of the organized play cards from November already since I've played in two organized plays sessions already. So I might get a couple of extras there that I can maybe trade off for some of the rares possibly that I might need for Uncanny. But we'll have to wait and see. But that's about it for the what I'm playing now part of the show. Um, what I want to play now, I want to play more on Candy X-Men Dice Masters. Um, this has definitely brought a reviving in the game. There were, Like I said, there were a lot of people who weren't showing up to the organized play nights anymore for the past maybe month, month and a half. There were people that I had never even met that were, I guess, played the game a lot more than I have. Um, but it was really cool just meeting a lot of new people and playing a lot more Dice Masters. And I'm hoping that... With the game being in stock, the I know my local game store has a lot of starters in stock, way more than I've ever seen for Uncanny or for Avengers vs. X-Men. Um, so I'm hoping that a lot of more new people will get into the game and will actually be getting an even larger crowd down there on Tuesdays or Saturdays when we do some organized play. Uh, the other game I wanted to play this weekend that I did not get a chance to was Evolve. I did get into the Evolve beta on the PS4. Um, but then the PS4 one was postponed. I signed up for it on PC real quick. I didn't get the code till sometime late Sunday. I didn't get a chance to install it and download it. So I definitely, will, from from what I've seen, played of Evolve, I want to give this game a shot. I don't know if it's something that I'll pick up or if it's something that I'll actually keep me coming back. But it does look like it'd be something that would be fun if you actually had a few friends to actually play with. And then 
for the last things that I want to play, I want to play my copy of Boss Monster, which I actually just received today. I got Boss Monster, the game, and the expansion. Oh, and that's kind of cool. It's kind of like going right through my green screen there, because there's some green on there. Um, but I finally got my Kickstarter set for backing the digital version of Boss Monster, which I was really stoked about today. I got an email from them earlier today saying, if you haven't gotten yours yet, please contact us. I was like, well, if I don't get anything by today, I'll send them an email. And lo and behold, the mailman came around the corner and stopped at the front door when I was actually working from home this afternoon and dropped off my Boss Monster card. So I need to pick up some card sleeves for them. The card sleeves that I currently have are just a little bit too big to actually fit back in the plastic case. So um, I do want to put some sleeves on them before I take it down to the game store to actually play with. But um, I'm really excited to actually teach my wife how to play this game. And she was kind of interested in playing it as well. So that's about it for what I want to play now. And that is going to be it for episode 48 of the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes. Don't forget to give us a rating on there. I would like to hear what people think about the show, what they'd maybe like me to do as well on the show, or anything they'd like me to change. You can send us some emails at what I'm what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Like I said, I, I do have the Facebook page. I haven't put too much out on the Facebook page recently up until the past week when I've actually been sending out some tweets and stuff. I'm actually hitting the Facebook page as well. Our Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Besides iTunes, you can also find us on the xbox music store so don't forget to find us there or just do a search for what i'm playing now or go out to the website and you can listen to the podcast directly from the website what i'm playing now.com thanks for watching everybody i will be back next week with another podcast check out the twitch stream uh, coming on thursday we will be playing diablo 2 again and trying to get through a little bit more of that this past week i actually found the next dungeon that i need to go into which should put us a little closer to finishing act two and we'll see how far we can get with that on wednesday until then have a good week everybody and go play some games and don't forget to let us know what you're playing now have a good week